Welcome to the anointed teaching preached at Church 316, the youth arm of the Fountain of Life Church. We hope that you'll be blessed as you listen to this message. Amen. Okay, so we're going to be looking at Galatians 5. Um, Finney read it in the New King James Version, so I will do the message translations. Okay, so we'll be reading Galatians 5, verse 6. So, Galatians 5, verses 16 to 18. It says, My counsel is this. Live freely, animated and motivated by God's spirit. Then you won't feed the compulsion of selfishness. Then you won't feed the compulsion of selfishness. For there is a root of of sinful self-interest in us that is at odd with a free spirit, just as the free spirit is incompatible with selfishness. These two ways of life are anti-ethical, so that you cannot live at, at times one way and at times another way, according to how you feel on any given day. Why don't you choose to be led by the spirit? And so escape the erratic compulsion of a law-dominated existence. It says, why don't you choose? You know, scripture says that life and death. It says, but I place, I place before you life and death. It says, but choose life that you may live. One thing that God will never take from any human being is your choice. Right? So here Paul was writing to us in Galatians saying, I wish that you would choose to be led by the spirit. And you know, when I saw the theme scripture unfiltered, and you know, just listening to um, some of the struggles that, you know, everyone was sharing, um, somebody was saying beside me that uh, if we open WhatsApp group, it's like I'll be in WhatsApp group of all the struggles because it was easy to just find, um, she could easily find herself in each of the groups. And you know, as I was just meditating on that, there was something that dropped in my spirit. And it's, the, it's, um, it's a very popular story. It's in Luke 15. Um, Christianity sometimes call it the prodigal son, but that's not scriptural. Um, scripture calls it the story of the lost son. However, today my emphasis is not so much on the lost son. My emphasis is so much on the posture of the father. How many people have never heard the story of the lost son before? Okay, praise God. Do you, even, you don't even know what the lost son, what are, you don't even know what in Jesus' name I'm speaking about. Okay, so everybody knows the story of the lost son. Okay, that's great. Okay, so I'm not going to um, necessarily believe it, but uh, we'll look at some of the scriptures. I don't want to look at it in message. I'm going to look at it in amplified classic, right? But I'll read a couple of verses and then we'll just kind of look it together. Verse 11 says, and he said, this is Jesus telling them a parable or a story. He said, There was a certain man who had two sons, and the younger of them said to the father, Father, give me the part of the property that falls to me. And he divided the estate between them. Message translation says, give me the portion of the the property that is coming to me. Now, if you know property law, you know that most times you don't enter into an inheritance until your father is dead. Do we have lawyers in the house? True, true or false? 
So when the son went to meet the father and said, Father, give me my inheritance. In other words, he was saying, Father, go and die. Abby? Uh, so I can get what is mine. And I found the posture of the father very interesting. If he was in Nigeria in me, Omar Tidbaz goes. Or maybe the son was too big. She had father and I said, ah, if I beat this son, if he beats me back. You know, there are different angles you can look at it from. You know, there's an age you get to that even your parents cannot beat you. It's not that they don't want to beat you. But they're just checking it like, ah. Look at you, look at them. I'll just let you go with a warning. But in their mind, especially if your parents, their size is now shanko like me. And you, you have, they have fed you. Lest you forget who is feeding you. So, I'm not sure what happened. When we get to heaven, we'll find out if the father was scared of the son or if the father was just nice. But I choose to look at it that the father was just nice. Technically. Because the son was not wise. So, tendencies that the father can still brush the child. So, But I love the posture of the father. And this is a posture we should, always, we should always have at the back of our minds as we go through various challenges and struggles that we have. No matter how rude it was, the father did not take offense. As a matter of fact, the father gave him what he asked for, knowing that he will come back home. Let's quickly read it so I don't preempt myself. Um, 12, 13 says, and not many days after, the younger son gathered up all that he had and journeyed into a distant country, and there he wasted his fortune in reckless and loose from restraint living. And when he had spent all he had, a great famine came upon the country, and he began to fall behind and be in want. So he went and forced, glued himself upon one of the citizens of that country who sent him to his field to feed ox, ox as pigs. And he would gladly have fed on and filled his belly with the cabot pods that the ox were eating. But they could not satisfy his hunger and nobody gave him anything better. Then when he came to himself, he said, how many hired servants of my father have enough food and even food, and even more food to spare. But I am perishing, dying here of hunger. I will get up and go to my father, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and you, and in, against heaven and in your sight. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Just make me like one of your hired servants. So he got up and came to his own father. But while he was still a long way off. His father saw him and was moved with pity and tenderness for him. And he ran and embraced him. I'm emphasizing some place. Let me, because like you might not understand why I'm emphasizing it. He says, while he was still a long way off, he had not knocked on the door. That tells me that every day the father will wake up, he will come and be looking at the door waiting for the son to come and why you don't find what you are not looking for I hope you understand what I'm saying every single day since he left home having wished for his father to die his father came back and was looking out every single day 
that my son will come home today. That's the same way God is looking out for us. Struggles and all. That will you just acknowledge me? I know the phone is an addiction. But will you ask me to help you? I know that you want to get angry and just... Because Omon is Omoni you. If somebody slap you, your Omon will correct. If God, nobody, nobody will slap you. I'm just... That's a factory reset. But he's wondering, will you turn Omon to me and let me handle it for you? He's wondering, will you turn your finances to me? The first lesson I got on handling money was, I didn't read a book. I heard clearly, since when you start working, don't collect your salary after every ushering job, wait for it to accumulate, then open a bank account, and I did that. Will you turn that struggle over to him? And lean on forgiveness. People will annoy you. Do you know the beautiful thing? When you turn it over to him, you will think that you will not be getting angry again. Is that not the miracle? You will think that when you say, God, I just turn this over to you, then nobody will annoy you. Your hormone will just regularize their money will just be flowing into the bank by itself. Let me tell your neighbor, say, fa, fa, fa. God bless you. Sometimes, it's the opposite that will happen. Then all the Ashwebi, all your friends will not be marrying that week. Back to back. And all of them will be inviting you to come and be on the train. And because you want your own train to be longer than Mother Teresa, you want to be on their own so that they can reciprocate at your own time. Or that's the time that your sister will now carry the spirit of the Antichrist and begin to get on your nerves. And you'll be like, ha. Ah. And I'm trying to be a Christian. Or blessing, that's the time that HOD Tosin will just be like he's moving mad. And I said that if I, or even Pastor Biso, will just be like, she'll just be doing anyhow. I said, if I just give this woman one. <laughs> and then you'll be wondering, God, but I committed it to you. There are things that God will do. There are things that he will do. Galatians says, you walk in the spirit. The spirit is made available. Is you partnering with him? Is you looking at that money and saying, money... I will automate my finances. You know, when she told me that I pay people in this WhatsApp group, I say, ha, and I'm your pastor. I don't get you. Come on, if you have, if you have problems saving and investing, please see me after the service. But one-on-one class, automate your saving. Every bank account have standing order option. So put a standing order. Urgent 5K. Urgent 2K shall be urgenting it to another account that you don't have access to. Amen. Amen. Let me ask your neighbor, are you hearing? Don't put it in accounts that you have ATM. Mm-hmm. Because you know that when you, when you know that there's money in ATM, you used to have shoulder pad. Don't put it. You now want to be chilling with the big boys. When you know in your mind that you are with the small boys. You, you know that if they weigh you gonga, you can't be chilling with it. You cannot run kitty kitty because you don't have it. You have no reach. Uh-huh. You, 
because when you run, you now end up running, there's a problem. So you know that you have no, so just, let's be, just calm down, right? So automate the process. Put it in an account that you don't have access to. Or open like a money market fund account. You know, you can open with as little as 1,000 naira. So start with that. Any other information, see me after the service. But I said that to say that it's your responsibility to walk in the spirit. Because Bible says that all that pertains to life and godliness, God has already given you. Everything that you need to walk in the spirit, God has given you in the person of the Holy Spirit. But then you have a responsibility to embrace it or not. The father was waiting every day until the son came to himself and came to the father. If he did not come to the father, the father was going to be waiting for him regardless. Because you ask yourself, couldn't the father have gone to look for him? Because it must have taken him a while to finish spending that money. And the father was every day waiting and said, you shall finish spending it and come home. Because there is a responsibility on your path. You know, I love something that Finney said. Don't magnify your weaknesses. Don't celebrate. Don't make it an idol. You know, I was talking to a young guy yesterday. And he said, ah, that if I go to the place I'm supposed to go now, I'm going to talk. I said, hey, you will talk what? He said, I have anger problem. I said, wow. Congratulations. I celebrate your grace. Because it's amazing that Christians celebrate their weaknesses. So don't try me. I have anger problem. Eh, that you should first submit to Jesus. Things that you hear from Christian. So I'm saying that to say that submit that weakness. Don't glorify it. Don't pride yourself in it. Submit it to God and allow his strength be made perfect in your weakness. Submit the fears to God. They have not finished running. You know some people, statistics actually shows that um, fear kills people more than any other sickness. When doctor just tell you that is encyclopedia botanica bagba, you say, hey, God. Or some of us, Google doctor, if you just go to Google, it now shows you that, ah, that headache on one side of the head is the younger brother of typhoid or cancer. Ah, you are saying, Jesus, pastor, pray for me. They say that it's Google doctor. You have not even done tests. Just Google. So take all of those fears. Take it to Jesus. And drop it at his feet. So he said that the father's arms were open. Waiting for the son to come back. I found another very interesting thing. The boy ate pig's food. You know for you to eat pig's food. You would have entered the style. The father don't used to smell. The Bible says that the father embraced him. With the smell. Of the pig. The father must be fresh. Because, you know, as a big boy that has money, he must be a baller. He now saw somebody smelling like pig. And the father hugged him. Do you know why I kept quiet? I want you to meditate on that for a second. Some of you, someone comes near you, they have small bill. The bill is not even very, it's not take over the church. Just small. Your face has changed. They now say, ah, sister, I like you, brother, I like you. I don't like you, my brother, you're already vibrating. The father hugged someone that's, I'm not saying, don't have bio. If you have your buy perfume or, you know, just help the church. You don't know why the person sitting down next to you, just standing up and going to the toilet like five times. Let's help ourselves. But the father 
hugged him. Smell, dirtiness. The father didn't say go and clean up before you come. God is not waiting for your perfection. I know in church we preach perfection. The truth is God is not waiting for your perfection. He's saying come to me. Big smell and all. You know what the problem will be? If you come to God and you continue to smell like a pig, then there is a problem. You know that some people, their body odor have passed through. Cannot help them. Those one, they say that you go and my village, you use palm oil first to bath. Because that become a traditional matter. So God, I'm, I'm, I'm saying this to say that, you know, it's a service where we're talking about unfiltered. Don't let any limitation, don't let any struggle make you feel unqualified for the Father's use. Don't let anyone or anything or any thought tell you that God cannot use you. Tell you that God cannot love you. If you can love someone that smells of pig, just do like this. You try. Smell yourself first. In case you don't smell good, just smell yourself and smile. Your neighbor will know. But you do smell good because at least I'm breathing this all. So you smell good. So if God if the father in this story can love someone that smelled dirty and he was poor, father knows that he's coming to collect my money, he didn't even have food. And the father can still embrace him. The father loves you. That's the message for today. Help me tell your neighbor that the father loves you. Struggles and all. The father loves you. And his arms are opened to help you. So the problem is not how you come. The problem is what you remain. It's not how you come. It's what you become after you have come. Have you come to the Father? When you come to the Father, the purpose of the Father is not to leave you the way you are. It's to make you more like him. The Father said, go and... <laughs> The father said, go and bring the best robe. The father did not say, stay with your big smell and be like that. He said, I'm going to change you to become one of mine. So the father put his ring on him as a sign of his ownership. The same way God has given the Holy Spirit to us. And then he said, go and change. Take a bath. Put a new robe on him. So that when he comes out, it looks like me. Because when he came to the father, he didn't look like the father. But because he is a son, when he shows up to the world, he's not supposed to show up as what he has been. He's supposed to show up as who he is. I hope you get what I'm saying this morning. So you can come to God as you are. But after you come to God as you are, when you show up to the world, you show up to the world as your father. Because it's the responsibility of the father to clean you up, to provide all of that. And that's why the Bible says that seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Those are the characteristics of the kingdom. When you seek that, everything that man is chasing will be chasing after you. Why is the response? Bible says that don't you know little children that it is the father's pleasure to give you good gifts. 
The Bible says that if your earthly father will not give you stone when you ask for bread, it says how much more your heavenly father. It says he will give good gifts to those who ask. So I'm saying that to say that God is more interested in blessing you than you are ready to receive. But you have a responsibility of sonship. You have a responsibility to take your place. Ah, my timekeeper is showing me that. To take your place as a son. So don't forget, come as you are, but allow the Father to walk in you and yield to the Holy Spirit. Walk in the Spirit. So how do you walk in the Spirit? We'll round off with this. Please open your Bibles with me to Psalm 1. And this was something that the um, leaders were praying yesterday for the church. I'm going to read the Amplified Classic and then um, read it in either message or message here. Psalm 1 says, Blessed, happy, fortunate, prosperous, and enviable is the man who walks and lives not in the counsel of the ungodly, following their advice, their plans, and their purposes. Now, why did, why did I go here? You know, when the son first arrived on the scene, when he had money, the Bible said that he was living large with his friends. The question was, where were the friends when the money went? You are about to ask that. Me to me, I'm asking. As you are about to ask, me too, I'm asking. Suddenly, the friends disappeared out of the screen. Scene. That's why this verse is instructive. Because, because you become who you give the most attention to. Who you give the most attention to, you become. So if you give the most attention to the things of the spirit, you become more like the spirit. If you give attention to the things of the flesh, you become more like the flesh. That's why scripture is saying that you don't, you don't take counsel, advice, and purposes from them. Because then you become, you, it's Bible says that like beget like. You will give birth after their kind. It says not stand, submissive and inactive in the path where sinners walk. Nor sit down to relax and rest. You know what I like about it? It shows a progression. Right? It shows a progression. You don't walk in the council of them. When you are walking, you can easily turn away from them. Right? If you're walking with someone you're talking, it means that you are, you're going somewhere. You know, you can easily take a detour. When that gist enters body, you stop walking and you, you stand. <laughs> Well, you just now, you now find cheer and say, ladies and gentlemen, this is where we are going to camp. So that's why God, scripture shows us the progression. It says the place you should start from is where you are walking. And you see that this walk, he's about to walk me. Then you rework yourself back to the father. So don't wait till, I hear Christian says, oh, I got this, I got, you don't got nothing. I can change him. No, baby, you can't change nobody. And that's why Paul says, do not be deceived. Bad company corrupts good moral. Everybody is not a Christian. Only you. I'm the light in the darkness. Well, never will offer the light. <laughs> Just be shining like that. So don't walk before you get to standing. Now you, I'm sure you're not asking, so how do I change them? You can change them without sitting with them. And the truth is, the first question to ask to changing them, are you called to them? 
Abi, did you call yourself to them? Because something, have you, did anybody hear the story of this man that read the story of um, Daniel in the lion's den? He was in Ibadan. The man I read, you, God bless, the man I read in the Bible that my fellow Daniel entered the lion's den and the lion did not do anything. So, brother Daniel of Ibadan, without Nebuchadnezzar, carried himself and entered the lion's den on clerk mission. And lion said, Father, I thank you because I prayed for a meal and you brought it. And that was the end of brother Daniel. You see, the Bible cannot be broken. He was not sent to the Daniel, to the lion, sorry. So before you make yourself Daniel in the lion's den, ask yourself, did God send you Abi, did you call yourself? You pick the call and answer the call by yourself. Because whatever God does not send, it does not endorse. When God says, I've sent you to this, and then there is darkness, then you can go and shine. Understanding that you are not shining your light. You are shining the light of he that has sent you. Because who God calls, he equips. But when you call yourself, you will equip yourself. Do you have the equipment to equip yourself? <laughs> oh my god my time is up so don't stand with them before you try to be that light be sure that God has called you there verse 2 then says but his delight and desire are in the law of the Lord and on his law the precepts the instructions and teachings of God he habitually meditates ponders and studies by day and by night. What are you studying? What has your attention? What's the object of your focus? Because that's what you will reproduce after. So don't focus on I'm getting angry. Don't focus on I can't forgive. Don't focus on I can't. Focus on what you can. One thing I tell people is if you say, if you say oh, I can't do this. What if I fail? My question is what if you succeed? You never know until you try. So don't focus on the things that you can't. Focus on the things that you can. I'm forgiven. I'm loving. I know how to save. I know how to invest. You wake up in the morning, you say these things over yourself. I'm loving. I'm compassionate. I'm gentle. I'm not easily angered. The Bible says that anger dwells in the bosom of fools. Are you a fool? So you say, I'm wise. I'm not easily angered. I'm forgiving. I'm loving. You begin to say that over yourself. Bible says that life and death are in the power of the tongue and those who love it will reap it. As you say it over and over, you become that which you say. Verse 3 then says, and it shall be. It's not everyone. It's the one that does not stand, does not walk, does not sit. But it does not only stop at the things that you do not. Do you see? It's not just about the things that you don't. What is important are the things that you then do. So tell your neighbor, what are you going to be doing? About those unfiltered things, what are you going to be doing? So it's not enough to say, I'm not, I'm not going to just touch my phone. If you don't find something else to do, another addiction will take over. It will now move from phone to M and B. Then you are graduating. 
So don't leave the Bible. You know, nature, Pastor Weda says this a lot. He says, nature abhors a vacuum, right? So fill it with the right things, right? Then he says, it shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. It brings forth its fruit in its season. Its leaf also shall not fade nor wither. And everything, not some things, everything it does shall prosper and come to maturity. So don't focus on the things that you do not. Focus on the things that you can as you yield yourself to walk in the spirit. And remember, even when you fall back to those things that you don't want to do, the father's arms are what? We cannot hear you. The father's arms are? And there is absolutely nothing you can do. The Bible says that nothing can separate us from the love of God. Nothing. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Help us to always, help us to never forget your love. Never forget that you love us and that your arms are wide open for us. Thank you for listening to this message. For more information, please visit www.vchurch316.org. God bless you.